everyone and welcome to another edition of Talk Albion with myself, Matt Wilde, and uh, joining me tonight is my son, Josh Wilde. Hi, Josh. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, thank you, Dad. I'm doing very well, as always. Good. How are you? Uh, it's great to see you again and to talk things all, all Albion with you. Yeah. Um, so let's get things on the go. We've got lots to discuss tonight. And uh, first up is um, our last couple of matches and our last couple of performances in particular. Um, going back a couple of weeks ago now was um, our match against Fulham, which ended 2-0, uh, as we all know, to Fulham. What were your thoughts on that game, Josh? I thought it was dreadful. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's um, for a, a must-win game, it didn't really turn out the way we were hoping for. Um, but that's that's life, isn't it? That's, the, that's part of the fun of being a West Brom fan is... When you think you win, you lose, and when you think you're going to lose, you get a result. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, an incredibly disappointing performance all round. Um, I think we all went to the, into the game uh, with high expectations on the back of a couple of real good, decent performances from the players. Um, watching the match, I'm, even Slaven Bilic looked um, downheartened. He, he didn't seem to be his normal self, um, you know, and it just showed on the pitch. I can't pick out one single player that put in a shift or performance. Yeah. Uh, Fulham, Fulham turned up, they scored. Certainly their second goal was um, an outstanding goal, really. Yeah. But I can't think of one moment that we even threatened on the goal or even looked at getting back into the match. Yeah. Um, highly disappointing, highly disappointing performance all around yeah. and I think we all felt the same way certainly every Albion fan I spoke to uh, echoes uh, that opinion on that particular match yep no unfortunately it does and just looking at the stats here we had a total of 10 shots which you think would be really positive but we only had one of those shots on target which is a bit concerning and I think from the get-go when I saw the lineups and I saw the formation we were playing having the Pereira on the right is, has never really worked. And we saw that in the Brighton game, as soon as he was put into the middle, we created so many more chances and we got Grant his goal. And I feel a bit silly saying that Grant was going to score a hat-trick. Then he would, we only had one shot on target, barely had three shots on target, let alone three shots from Carlin Grant. So I just don't, I don't understand how we can go from such a positive second half in that Brighton game with players playing really well in the positions that we had to completely going back to how we were in the first half in that Brighton game where Brighton were on top of us. That's right, that's right. So so that was Fulham, again, disappointing result and performance all round, um, which brings us on to uh, our performance last Sunday against um, a Tottenham side that were gunning towards uh, the top of the Premiership with a win over... Yep. West Brom. So obviously a, a quality side that Jose Mourinho uh, is melding together there down at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. And um, obviously this was going to be a, um, a tough task. Um, but I think everyone was looking for a much more improved performance yeah. um, than what we witnessed against Fulham. And I think we've seen it. I really do think we've seen it because for 85 minutes of the match, um, we were more than... Um, competitive with um, the Spurs, um, the manner we um, conceded, again, was unfortunate. Um, yeah. 
Johnson was having a brilliant game as far as I was concerned. And one can only think that if he'd have stayed on his line, then he would have quite easily have saved the header from Harry Kane. But yeah. he seemed to have got caught flapping in the middle of no, man land, no man's land in between the defender in the goal line and the ball looped over his head for yeah. um, Spurs winning goal, unfortunately. But um, yeah. how, do you, how do you rank our performance in, in that match, Josh? I think that was probably one of our better performances we've had this season. I mean, obviously, this Tottenham team has been full of goals that absolutely destroyed our next opponents, Man United, 6-1 in their own backyard. And Human Son and Harry Kane have been scoring goals for fun. So if they haven't been in your fantasy team, you probably should get them in there. But I think we were able to defend well against them. I mean... Stats don't say everything, but they had a total of 19 shots, but only five on target. So it just shows that we were doing a lot better than we have been in previous games. But I think with a team like that, we we were set out to defend. And I think we did well not to embarrass ourselves. I think a lot of people out there, a lot of fans were expecting a loss, but one with a lot more goals in our net. So I think the team did us proud and we're unfortunate not to get a point, maybe three points out of that game. But I, I, yes. was, I was, things were looking up from, from that game. Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, the media and all, all the fans across the country were expecting a heavy defeat that, uh, last Sunday for yeah. the Albion. And um, uh, it was really highly unlucky. Again, disappointing result. Much more improved and optimistic performance than could be fielded. And well, uh, even though we lost, uh, the only disappointment I had was was the result. And um, I wasn't disappointed with the, the shift or the performance of basically that day. And uh, Savin Billet looks much more animated and much more uh, yeah. back to his usual self. Whether the sale of Hagazi um, was playing on his mind for the Fulham match and. Uh, there's been a lot of press coverage about that, uh, how uh, he even said in his press conference how disappointed he was. But, you know, um, mm. it is what it is. We've, we've lost to Garzi now. And yeah. um, we're, um, we're trying to look towards our first three points of the season. Now, prior mm. to this Tottenham match, we were all crying out for Piera to be um, put in the middle of the park. And... Um, the, the yeah. team selection that Slavon Bilic made for the Spurs match left everyone bewildered, um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, until news broke that Piera and Avinovic had actually contracted COVID-19. So it was um, a much-changed formation and um, much-changed side that we um, fielded against Spurs from what our expected eleven should be. But, um, nevertheless, they, they, they really did give a good account of themselves. So I'm really proud of them. Yeah. Really proud of the performance and, um, and the result, to be honest. Um, yeah. One nil, it definitely wasn't uh, an embarrassment by any means. No, definitely. I think the team did well because I don't, obviously, we don't know when they did contract the coronavirus. So it could have been on the day that they found out. So they did really well to adapt. And without our sort of main chance creator in on the pitch, I think we did okay. And obviously, Ivanovic has. He's proven to be a great defender for us, especially in games like I think it was Burnley and Brighton as well. He really took, like, helped us control the game a bit better. So without him in defence, it sort of it did weaken our side a little bit. But I think the team managed to rise to the occasion a bit better than I think a lot of us were hoping for. 
definitely. And again, Conor Gallagher uh, in the middle of the park, put another um, dynamic 90 minutes in. Yeah. Us. He, he's looking like he's really beginning to settle down now. And yeah. that being part of a, the, the first team regular in the starting 11, which is great to see. But yeah. um, I would like to see more in our performances uh, in the middle of the park. There was a few instances on Sunday and in previous matches where I felt um, we need a ball winner, someone who can um, actually get the tackle in, win the ball and just pass it out to one of our playmakers. I think that's something that we're desperately, desperately missing yeah. uh, at the moment in our, in our team is, um, is, a, is a ball winner in, in, in the likes of uh, uh, a Derek McInnes um, type yeah. of player who, who, who's not afraid to go in and, and actually win the ball. I noticed Jake Livermore um, on a few occasions on Sunday. Uh, now, I'm not knocking his performance overall, but it just seems like every time he went in in a tackle, to, mm. he, he gave a free kick away, um, wasn't actually able to, to just get the ball off the, off the opposition and, and, and pass it to one of our wide players or more, one of our more creative players who can um, yeah. help us break and um, counteract the Spurs or all of the team's um, attacks against us. So um, I'm looking for our future performances and matches. I'm really looking to see where we can get a ball winner from in the middle of the park. Yeah, definitely. I think... It's like when Leicester, the, the, when they won the league that year, they had that N'Golo Kante breakthrough season and he was a really good player, like an example of a person who could win the ball back and start playing from the from the get-go. So I think if we can somehow find a player like that in our club, we'd, we'd stand a better chance in this league. Um, but it's just where will that come from? It could be from one of the younger players. It could be from a player that we haven't seen much of this season. But hopefully we can find it soon. Definitely, but uh, like I say, um, all players all around really, really did um, do well, and it was a performance to be proud of, despite the despite the result. So after the back of those two results against Fulham and um, and Tottenham, we yeah. um, fortunate enough that again results are going our way. Um, we're currently sitting 18th in the table um, yeah. with three points um, in 20th position is Sheffield United again. Uh, on one point still, um, they're still without a win in the league. <clears throat> then we've got Burnley in 19th position. Uh, they're on two points. Yeah. Um, ourselves on eight. Again, still without a win. Fulham on 17th um, uh, with four points. Yeah, and um, only overtook us. Only overtook us because they beat us, and we could have been a bit clearer, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. That's exactly right. Um, Looking a bit further up the table, we've got Brighton and Avalbin, who we've also played and, and drew against. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in eight, after eight games, six points. We've got only one win under the belt. Uh, then we, in 15th place, we've got Leeds United. Um, slightly bigger jump now to 10 points. And then in 14th position, our next opponents away to Manchester United, who are also sitting on. 10 points so yeah. looking forward to Manchester United Josh yeah well, I am. What, what are your thoughts on that I think um, we've shown in the past that 
when we're having a bad run of games, Man United always seems to come about and we always tend to get a, a result there. I think um, the year that we went down in the Premier League, we when we beat Manchester United, that was like one of our only games that we actually managed to get a win that season. So I think if we can go there, all guns blazing, now's the perfect time to play Manchester United because they seem to be having a lot of squad troubles. Um and they're a bit they're very inconsistent with their results. So whenever they get a good win, they'll always lose the next game, as from what I can tell. So I think this could be the perfect time for us to really come together and t- take down a top side and get some points down. Uh, oh, definitely. I think the inconsistency of Manchester United and their performances and that gives us something to to cling on to. It gives us um, certainly we, we don't need to be afraid of them. They're not the same team as they used to be. Um, and um, I think we can go there. Certainly if we um, play with the same attitude and the same um, passion as we did against Tottenham, then we're well well capable of um, getting a a result from Old Trafford, um, either a draw or, again, uh, as you said, um, come away with all three points, uh, providing that uh, we don't get any more players um, um, get isolated yeah. through COVID-19 and of course we had some more breaking news today in that um, uh, Robinson is also now isolating and has been returned from the the island uh, squad due to correcting yeah. COVID-19 so there we have three players already yeah. that are on um, isolation. Yeah, and three in our starting 11 as well um, which is a bit concerning but then I think it does also bode well for players such as Grzycki who is, um, is now on Poland duty to maybe come into the squad and do do a good job there. But I think it is a bit concerning now that we've got three first-team players out with COVID um, and it would be a lot better if they weren't there. And I think we'd stand a lot better chance if we had our full starting 11 or our main starting 11 there. Um, so it is a bit concerning and it makes you wonder why we're still having these international duties and other games that aren't really that necessary in this pandemic. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Like we had... I think it was Cristiano Ronaldo get COVID in the last international thing and then he would have passed it about to other players and I think it seems a bit pointless really at the minute having these internationals because it just it weakens a lot of the squad definitely for teams yeah yeah so if the if the match does go ahead in a couple of weeks time all being well that the players um, are are well enough um, to play what, what's your score prediction? What? Um, well, I think if we do win, it will probably be a KG 1-0 or a 2-1. Um, I'd like the 2-1 um, because I like, I, like, I like seeing goals. But I think, if anything, it will probably most likely be a 1-0 win for us. Okay. Um, well, let's see what the squad selection's like. I'm going for, again, uh, a very optimistic 2-1 win to the Albion. Um in a couple of weeks' time on Saturday, the 21st. Mm-hmm. It's a 3 pm kickoff for a change, uh, which will be yeah. nice to see. Um, yeah, I'm and, tired, uh, tired of the Monday fixture, so it's good to be playing at a normal time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, so that's Manchester United. And um, last time we spoke, Josh was talking about our, um, who we would select for our West Brom all time 11. And should we recap who last week we chose for our goalkeeper and back four um, yep. defenders? Yeah, so 
last time we spoke about our obviously goalkeepers in defence, and we came to the conclusion that Ben Foster would be our goalkeeper. Um, we'd have Brendan Batson in at defence with Moore, McCauley, and we put we decided on Chris Brunt at left back because we we weren't too sure who to put there, but we thought we'd bring in Chris Brunt, who is a proper legend of the club, and he played there quite frequently, especially in the sort of his end of the career with West Brom. So we put him in there. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy with that as our defence. Yeah. If only we could have something like that right now, it'd be brilliant. Absolutely, definitely. So let's move on to um, our midfielders, and this is going to be quite difficult. I'm going to read a couple of names out to you now. See if these uh, jog your memory of yep. uh, some of the, the absolute class and quality players that we've had playing for us over the years in yeah. the, in the, in the centre of the park. And here you go. So of course we've already selected Chris Brunt, uh, but he joined us as a midfielder. But we're going to um, exclude him from this list as we've already selected him uh, left back. Yeah. But some of the names to mention in midfield. In, First of all, over the last couple of decades, we've got Zoltan Gira, Yusuf Malumbu, Jason Kumas, uh, James Morrison, Richard Sneaks, uh, Jonathan Greening, Claudio Jakob, Derek McInnes, uh, Paul Scharner, Andy Johnson, Robert Corran, Ian Hamilton, and uh, one of my personal favourites was Darren Bradley. Of course, in playing in our current squad, we've got Matthias Piera and Diana mm. Grady. Um, I think I'm going to omit the the last two, as um, yeah. they're still in their, their infancy in their West Brom Javi careers, and we're still, I believe, yet to see the best of them, even though they did have, both have quality seasons last year in the Championship. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to omit those two names at this moment in time until... Um, they've got a few more uh, years, playing yep. years under under their belt for that reason. And yeah. also maybe, moving, hang on. I guess <laughs> they maybe maybe a few. If we had started the season a bit better, maybe they'd have managed to wangle their way in there. But I think I agree. That it's best to have people with more than a season under their belt in the eleven. Yeah, yeah. And uh, moving slightly further away um, is uh, we've got names like Ryan Robson. Um, who made his name at the Arvin before moving to Manchester United. Um, and we all know what he did for Manchester United and England. Yeah. Um, a name of Willie Johnson is also um, a big, big fan's favourite. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we've got Tony Brown, um, very, very exciting player, one of my favourite players um, as well. And of course, who can forget amazing Laurie Cunningham. Yep. So there, there's a short list of names that I've prepared for a discussion. Out of those names, yeah. who sticks out for you? I think for me, being a very um, Generation Z West Brom fan, the names on the start of that list stick out to me. So I think my favourite player growing up for West Brom has, has always been Zoltan Gira. I remember we went to Crystal Palace away one one year and he scored a diving head and I was like, that's it, he's the guy for me. Um, that's right, I remember that game well. And, um, yeah, so I think for me, Gira is definitely going in this 11. I don't care what anyone says at home, Zoltan Gira is going in this squad. Um, but also players like Morrison, who, who was with us for over 10 years, um, 
yeah, they they stick out to me more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Dalton Gera, absolutely class player. I remember you was gutted when we um, we we sold him to Fulham. Um, and if I remember right, that Christmas I just got you the Albion top with Gera on the back, and then uh, we went and sold him in January. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm was, getting emotional just thinking about it, Dad. Yeah, yeah, uh, but then he. Uh, the prodigal son returned and um, played with us for another couple of seasons. Yeah. And first game back, stuck at top bins against Liverpool. Right, that's good. That's right. So, of course, Jason Kumas, is, um, he was a, a brilliant, brilliant player in, in his own right. Um, uh, James Morrison, as you mentioned, absolutely brilliant servant to the club. Um, uh, going back a few years, I think it was a slightly bit before your time. Um, I mentioned him slightly earlier in the, in the podcast, David McInnes, type of, type of solid midfield player, um, great ball winner, great distributor of the ball. Um, for me, um, he's, he's, well, I've got him underlined in, on my list here. Yeah. Um, Andy Johnson was, a, was again, a, a great footballer. This is a real difficult list to choose. Yeah. names out. So I think what we should do is choose four players to be yeah. in the starting eleven, and we're going to choose two to go into the uh, subs bench. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention Darren Bradley, and um, you can um, forget the wonder goal that he scored in the amazing three-two win um, over Wolverhampton Wonders all those years ago. Yeah. Um, it was one of the most fantastic games I had the pleasure. To witness in person at the Hawthorns, um, it was, really was a fantastic game. And uh, Darren Bradley's um, screaming um, goal was yes. one of my favourite goals of all time. So I, did, I really did want to mention Darren Bradley. Um, so um, we whittled the list down to Zoltan Gira, um, Morrison, Derek McInnes, uh, Brian Robson. Tony Brown and Cunningham, who would be your starting four? Who should we choose for our starting four out of those six players? Uh, I think Laurie Cunningham should probably go in there. I think he fits quite nicely on that left side of the midfield. Um, and I reckon, I've obviously said Zoltan Gear is going in. Um, yeah. But I think I'd also put in Tony Brown and James Morrison in the midfield. Okay. Which would leave... Derek McInnes and Brian Robson on yeah. the subs bench. Well, you never know. Maybe we should put uh, Brian Robson as the manager of the squad after his 2005 heroics. Well, um, that's up for debate in a future podcast on who would choose as manager and yeah. assistant manager. Okay, <laughs> um, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, go, I wouldn't go that, that far. Just, <laughs> just at this moment in time. So, Zoltan Gira, James Morrison. Tony Brown and Laurie Cunningham make up our uh, midfield players with Derek McInnes and Brian Robson on the bench. Yep. What a fantastic um, uh, squad fantastic. this is turning out to be. And yep. what a fantastic bench. <laughs> I, would, I would love those two to be on the bench right now for us, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Very good, very good. So, Josh, uh, that brings us to a close to uh, this week's podcast. Thank you very much indeed for joining me again. And uh, thank you everybody for listening to us. 
Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to join us, um, then please contact us on our Facebook page. Uh, just go to Facebook in the, in the search bar, type in Talk Albion, join our Facebook page, get involved, certainly over this lockdown period. We want to hear from you. We want you to be involved in this podcast. It's, we hope it's fun. We hope we keep you entertained. Um, there's always lots to talk about. And uh, again, thank you all for listening. And we hope to you join us again for our next episode after the Manchester United game. Definitely. And if you're listening to this, why, um, why not on the Facebook page give us some contributions for our forwards? Because in our next episode, we'll be talking about who we'll put up top. Most likely, I think we're going down a 4-2-2 or 4-4-2 formation. So give us some contributions for our attacking options. And if you did agree or disagree with us on our selection so far, uh, we'll put all the information up on the Facebook page shortly uh, for you to agree, disagree and um, talk about. Let's talk about Albion. Thank you again for joining us. Good night.